Hi and welcome back to the TLC podcast with me, Venus Libido and me, Natalie Byrne. And today we are joined by a good friend of ours called Sabi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Sabi is a colourful creative from South East London, helping people to positively procrastinate with a monthly mini mag, The Procrastination Paper. Procrastination paper encourages the reader to waste some time offline and instead embrace play, creativity, adventure, conversation and curiosity. She is the editor of The Happy Newspaper by Emily Coxhead and co-runs in Colourful Company, a community of people who love all things colourful, set up by illustrator Tony B in 2016 to tackle loneliness. We are so excited to chat to Zabi, especially as we have all seen The Social Dilemma now on Netflix. We did a a whole episode on that last week, if you want to go listen back to it. So we are trying to spend less time on our phones, bring in some boundaries, and this couldn't be more of a perfect time to to chat to Zabi about her work. Um, So yeah, hi Zabi. Um, Before we get into the subject of the day, how are you doing? How are you managing your time at the moment? How has... The previous lockdown being for you and what you're doing now hi um thanks for having me i <laughs> so many questions um <laughs> yeah sorry i went in there with quite a lot basically how are you <laughs> i'm all right um lockdown i mean i started lockdown just being a complete anxious mess and not really knowing what to do with myself and not really able to function and kind of came out the other side although we're not on the other side since we're back in tier two in London Mm. um feeling I don't know just very grateful for what I do have and actually it was quite nice to have a little bit of time to sort of just slow down a bit I found um I worked from home anyway so my life was not that different I was very lucky um yeah and things are a little bit manic at the moment because I'm running a Kickstarter campaign. But other than that, fine. <laughs> oh, do tell. Can you tell us? Uh, yeah, so the Kickstarter is um, an annual for the procrastination paper. So um, it runs until the 5th of November. So we're uh, nearly halfway through. Um, and it's basically a hardback book uh, with highlights from t- the first 22 issues of the paper. So it's, um, oh. yeah, it's exciting times. But it got fully funded on its first day, which is amazing. So I'm Woo-hoo! very happy with that. Wow, amazing. <laughs> it was unexpected, right. for sure. <laughs> that is amazing. And I, I saw you launch it, and I'm just so proud. And it's oh. great to see it get such such a wonderful response. And we'll get into that. I have so many questions on your Kickstarter later. But I wanted to talk about procrastination, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to our phones and and what you're doing is so wonderful um so you talk a little bit quite quite a bit about kind of addiction to phone on on your socials as well as in the paper um I wanted to ask you what your relationship is like with your phone do you feel like you're a little bit addicted to it and how much of a I, I mean, there's so many questions, but maybe start with that one first. <laughs> yeah, my memory's not very good. I'll definitely just forget. Um, I, oh my God, I'm definitely addicted to my phone. And I spend, you know, most of my working life trying to encourage people to get off theirs. But I still am so guilty of 
of <laughs> doling out the advice and not taking it myself. I have um, like apps on my phone that block me from Instagram at certain times of the day or cut me off if I've been on it for too long because I just... I mean, even those, I, I pause them all the time. If you go on the app, it tells you how many times you've paused it and I don't even... It's, it's like hundreds of times for every, every rule I've set myself I have broken. But, um, yeah, it's... Um, I think pretty much everybody now is addicted to their phones, aren't they? Mm, yeah, <laughs> exactly. anyone who has one. Yeah, yeah. but I've also, uh, you know, found ways to um, to help and the kind of coping mechanisms, but I just don't always follow them. Yeah, I definitely feel like I promote quite a lot on social media for people to get off their phone and I don't take my own bloody advice. It's so difficult, especially when you are running a creative business and yeah. most of your kind of promotion and marketing is through Instagram. Like, yeah. it's finding that balance, I think, isn't it? It's very difficult. Yeah. Do you know, I was watching um, the David Letterman show the other night and I was watching the new one with Kim Kardashian and she was talking about, you know, how she make how much money she makes from her posts on Instagram. We're not talk, basically talking about social media and I just thought, it's so bizarre that someone has created this piece of technology that the whole world relies on. Mm. Like, it's, it, it's just mind-blowing when you really think about how much we all rely on it and we need it to make money. Yeah. Mm. And it's just an app. Like, yeah. It, it baffles me when I was just sat in bed like, fuck, yeah. Yeah, but you could say that the same with, like, TV. Like, you know, the amount of people who whose lives depending on, on you know, yeah. something to do with TV, whether it was, like, mm. being employed or something. Mm. And yeah. then also with the postal service, it's, like, a company that a lot of people rely on to run their on their yeah. business so I think I think it, it's really interesting to see these conversations happening because I mm. do think that um I feel like we're all the similar age right where we know a life before social media yeah. yeah have you read much about how our like the millennials are the ones that struggle the most with phone addiction because we have never kind of grown up with regulations around it it's always just been free for all mm. Um, do you know much about like the generational difference between Gen Z and No, but I think that's really interesting. And I also, I don't know, I think I feel quite lucky to have known a life before <laughs> we all had phones in our pockets. And, you know, I got my first phone when I was, I think, 11 or 12. But it was, <laughs> you know, very basic compared to what kids have now. And it was... It, you know, it was a present from my dad who no longer lived with us, mainly as a way for me to communicate with him. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I would be very interested to learn more about that. I don't, I think one of the most difficult things must be parents navigating how they, you know, decide what, how, what their children's relationship is going to be with not just social media, but their phones. Like in general, I think that must be so difficult. I'd be so straight. I'm going to be really straight. I'm going to be straight, especially <laughs> after watching The Social Dilemma. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. But we were watching that as well, and then I can't remember, is it the guy from Facebook who says at the end, like, his his daughter doesn't, uh, like, doesn't isn't allowed on it at all. And then but I was yeah. thinking, but, like, any of my friends who, like, growing up had really strict parents, like, all they wanted to do was instantly rebel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, surely it's going to have the opposite effect. 
Mm. Yeah, I think you just got to disappear into the cabin, in, into a cabin in the woods, and not yeah. have like internet connection, yeah. no TV, like just go go full ham. Yeah, we all need to Nothing. all just live on our own separate islands. <laughs> I would be very happy. Yeah, I'd be too. a very happy person. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Off you go. Get her an island. Get do a grow, go fund me for an island. <laughs> So, phone addiction, it's real, isn't it? It's its its real. Yep. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's so funny because I think there's a lot of conversations right now about how there's no space to be bored. Mm. Um, and this idea of procrastination, I think, kind of links with that. But I wanted to ask you what you thought. What's your definition of procrastination? Oh, that's a good question. I should probably have an answer for that right off the bat, shouldn't I? <laughs> um, I, I mean, I don't really have my own definition. The definition that I go to often, which I will probably butcher now because I don't have it directly in front of me, is um, I quote this all the time because uh, I chatted, I interviewed Sass Petherick for the first ever issue um, a couple of years ago, who is a self-doubt coach. Um, amongst a lot of other things and she did a tweet back in like 2017 or something all about procrastination I can't even say it Um, (laughs) that said something like procrastination is the gap between intention and action Um, it can you know it can open up um, room for reflection but it can also exacerbate feelings of shame and guilt and that was just like, whoa, of course that's what it is. Like, I'd never thought about it in such certain terms before. Um, it's just a kind of, it's a gap in the middle of two different th- two different things. Um, but I am all about procrastination can be a positive thing. And it's particularly like what Sass was saying in terms of just giving yourself a little bit of time to reflect and think things through. Um, I think we live in in a kind of society now where everything feels like it has to happen straight away and that really messes with my head personally (laughs) so yeah I find that just taking a little time to step back and actually sit on things and reflect um can be so beneficial and obviously it can be bad too (laughs) it depends on your personality type and also probably on the task at hand I think do you know what's really weird? While you were speaking, I was thinking to myself, when was the last time I actually used the word procrastination? Mm. When was the last time I said to myself, oh, you're just procrastinating now? Or I said, it, I haven't actually used that word yeah. in a very long time because, like you said, everyone is so busy making things so instant or doing things now instead of later. Like, we're, Or we have something to do because of our phones. Mm you're not really procrastinating, feel like you're ever procrastinating. So yeah, and thinking about it... There's less time to be bored, I think, as well, isn't there? Because we've always got something to do just in our pocket. Like, you can, you know, you can be... You could be bored, but then you're just like, oh, well, I'll just sit and scroll through Instagram, which could be just as boring, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I procrastinate a lot, especially when I had uni deadlines. I would procrastinate with cleaning... Yeah. So like I felt like I was doing something mm-hmm. good when in reality I knew I had a deadline. Yeah, I do that um, all the time. <laughs> I also when I have a deadline, I think of like 
I have like shiny object syndrome where I'll get an idea <laughs> yeah. and I'll just like have to start working yeah. on that idea but yeah. I've gotten into the habit of having to write them down on a post-it note and go back to it but there is just something I don't know whether it's my personality type is always is quite like oh, I've got a I just find it really hard to keep focused mm. and so procrastination has been like a huge thing for me and sometimes it's positive because sometimes I'm cleaning and I think you're right like sometimes I'm like thinking about it before I actually get started on it or sometimes it can even lead into something negative sometimes that's like self-sabotage mm. oh absolutely which is like do I want to give this my best shot or shall I wait to the end yeah and then it's kind of like I've almost never even given myself a chance like, yeah deep <laughs> so I was like something I need to go to therapy for <laughs> well I think it's so often is just tied up in fear procrastination um usually you're just putting something off because you're you know you're worried about the outcome or um yeah usually you're just worried about the outcome but I think that is that is kind of the first step to tackling it like I obviously procrastination is never going to go away and I don't think it should go away we're all going to procrastinate but I think if you just find yourself doing it and you know you're not in a place where you really can afford to be doing it then just spending like five minutes just sitting down and actually figuring out why you're procrastinating in the first place can be really helpful um just asking yourself what you're so afraid of and is it really that bad in the end yeah, I love that. And I, I think feel like as well, I've read a lot. Um, I feel like I've had a bit of creative burnout, especially during the height of like all of this starting to happen. And in my research, I found that like procrastination, you should do that if you feel um, like creative block. Mm. Um, so kind of do something that isn't the task that you need to get done. Um, yeah. Can also be a way to kind of, get your brain going yeah I find that helpful and to be honest like there's loads of times where I have procrastinated in exactly the way that I'm telling people not to and gone on social media while I'm like in the middle of editing an issue and actually it's ended up within something positive because I've found somebody that I never would have otherwise found who's like completely relevant to the theme that I'm working on and then somebody else has pulled out and then I found this person who's like incredible <laughs> who I email when they say yes straight away they want to be in in the issue like that's happened so many times and um that is just down to me procrastinating <laughs> so it doesn't even you know it's not even it's not so black and white that procrastinating on social media is bad procrastinating elsewhere is good like it, it you know mm. It very much depends on the situation. Yeah. How many um, how many issues of your magazine have you done now? Uh, so I'm working on November's issue now, which will be issue twenty four. Wow. <gasps> yes, because it's well, it's monthly and it's yeah, it's nearly. It will be nearly. No, that's not right. It will be issue twenty three. <laughs> December will be issue twenty four. Yeah, so it will be two years worth at the end of this year. Wow. That's so exciting. Yeah, it's gone very yeah. quickly. And how did it all like start? Like what made you just start doing it? Um, I installed a time tracking app on my phone that told me how much time <laughs> I was spending on my phone. And uh I was horrified. Um 
So it was like four plus hours, like every single day. And I was, I was freelancing and working for myself. And I was at a kind of stage in my career where I'd just been sort of collecting jobs from <laughs> all over the place and saying yes to like any exciting freelancing I thought I wanted to do whilst also staying in jobs I didn't really want to still be doing. Um, and I just found myself feeling so overwhelmed, not really earning very much money, but also working all the time. Um, so I decided to take set, like most of September, I think I took three weeks of September off freelance work um, in 2018, I guess this was. Um, and just to, again, give myself time to step back and reflect and figure out what I wanted to do. Because I, I just was on all the time I'd never stopped to be like is this actually what I want to be doing <laughs> at all um and during that time I I figured out that I wanted to make a magazine I'd already been making magazines for other people um my background was in making books so it kind of made sense um and I had a sort of sudden realization my passion was in for print um and then I yeah I was on the train to Wales and um, I just had a kind of brainwave about the procrastination paper. Was it wasn't? I don't think I came up with the name until the day before I launched it. <laughs> but I knew what I wanted it to be. I knew I wanted to create something that was a kind of paper alternative to just like looking at Instagram, basically. Um, okay. Yeah, something to something that was a kind of analog way to procrastinate rather than just. Um, scrolling through social media which is how I realized I was spending all of my free time mm. and not free time as well <laughs> yeah so for someone who has never read through one of your your papers what what is the content like what would you what do you put in it every month is it is it reviews of other artists is it like what sort of thing would you find in it so every issue has a different theme um okay so November's is books, uh, October, October's was all about clothing, we've had things like all ages where I've had um, people from the age of seven up to the age of 87 contribute to one issue um, and it's filled with mostly articles but also interviews, um, activities, there's always a game spread in the middle so you can do like a you know an old school spot the difference or a word search or something to kind of um do something different with your mind um we've got recipes um there's always book reviews all sorts of things but it's um they're only they're sort of a5 and they're usually 32 pages so they're meant to be a sort of really convenient um size so i used to say that you can chuck in your bag and take on the train but right now it's not quite so relevant yeah <laughs> but um yeah they're um they're hopefully easy to digest but um, have a mixture of quite sort of light-hearted content and also stuff that I hope will make people think or cause them to have conversations they might otherwise never have had. Wow, yeah. sounds great. Sounds like it's got some good stuff in there. Thanks, I have got so. like, <laughs> like seven or eight or something and they're just the... I love them. They're just wonderful. And uh, there have been times when I have been sat on the train and I have one in my bag and I'm like... No phone, no phone. <laughs> just like read this, read this, and every time I open it, it's just so beautiful. It's so well 
put together and uh, wonderfully edited edited and you have just such an incredible collection of of different people writing and um it's fun and it also like is so bright that it's just very playful and uplifting and, and I love it oh thank you <laughs> um, so I'm so excited that your kickstarter did so well and um cannot wait cannot wait um but it's a wonderful thing to to have um especially if I think we're all just trying to be I mean I feel like everyone is like <laughs> trying to be really aware of their phones and there's this really interesting conversation happening now with a lot of people taking step away and things like this especially it being mm-hmm. delivered monthly um it does have like I completely understand hearing you talk about it because it's almost like um it's like an edited Instagram kind of feed Mm. it just feels like it's been beautifully like thought out um and so yes I love it and everyone should go (laughs) get it everyone who's listening should should go get it and um yeah I I love it because you can sit down with anyone and like you know a child or I've sat down with my mum and we've gone through them um whereas like obviously when I'm on my phone on Instagram I have to be wary that there might be you know Mm. a bit of and everything um, on your Instagram is uh, tailored completely to you, isn't it, as well? Like, I've had people say, um, people say to me all the time that they they really enjoy the papers because it introduces them to things they would never have otherwise have thought to read about. Yes. And I think that's quite healthy now in the day and age where, you know, the algorithm rules us <laughs> to kind of have this thing put in front of you that you might not otherwise have considered reading, I think, is so rare. Mm, yeah I wish Instagram did that more though because the stuff that I continuously get put <laughs> in front of me is not stuff I ever no, want to see me neither like I'm not interested in the Kardashians or fashion <laughs> no. or pretty little things latest collection but for some reason yeah I still get suggested all that crap yep but it just baffles me that I'm just that's what that's how it works that's how they do it and obviously watching the social dilemma now you know there's tactics behind why they're doing all Mm. of this and you don't really have a control over it and it's just why are we not being shown or promoted the things that we should be hearing about like the stuff you're putting in your papers or do you know what I mean Mm. it's just I do do you ever see it changing do you ever see social media kind of doing better in that sense i mean <laughs> not really that social dilemma kind of it really half of me felt just incredibly deflated afterwards but half of me felt really pumped up i was like great like this is good this is exactly what i needed to like continue doing what i'm doing yeah um and i guess the the people in that documentary give me hope but they're not the people running the social networks anymore are they and it is at the Mm. end of the day it's a business you know these people are trying to make money out of us so i guess stuff like that um hiding likes and stuff aren't like like numbers like some things will gradually change but ultimately yeah (laughs) it's a a money making yeah i don't hold out much hope to be honest I think as well, it is, I watched a, a vlogger this morning who is like uh, 21 and she 
got rid of her smartphone and has a brick phone. Mm. And she explained how she did it. I'm going to send the video both to you because I think you'll both like it. Yeah. Um, but I think, um, from what I've read, um, millennials seem to have had this kind of like free reign, can like do whatever they want no restrictions with social media and and because we never go we learn like on the job like we learn Mm. as it was introduced and then it was all exciting and everyone wanted to say how great it was and now we're having this conversation about the negative sides I think if there is a significant change it will come from people it will come Mm. from it's a trend it's the cool thing to have a brick phone that doesn't have internet connection um and I think that, I mean, who knows? But <laughs> I think that that's, that's quite exciting. I mean, when I was young, oh God, I sound so old. When I was young, <laughs> in my day, there was this like retro emo kind of movement that was like, everyone suddenly went back to like records and cassettes mm. and stuff. So I think that there's like this romanticization around like old tech that in terms of like Oh definitely. I was looking so that... back through um some feedback that my subscribers have given me. I did a survey and one of the people that answered that said that she likes to read um like proper like books and things made of paper in front of her kids to show them that it's not all about screens. Yeah. I thought that was fascinating. <laughs> yeah that's good setting the example even like yeah because even like i see parents when they're on well when you do go on the train or you're on an airplane they're reading things off ipads you know they don't actually have a physical copy of the book anymore or coloring books are like Mm. coloring line on a screen there's no like actual physical touch to something anymore yeah it's all through technology yeah and you would just get used to that i suppose wouldn't you Yeah. yeah Um, like I've even done it to myself recently like I've always drawn on paper it's always how I've worked I love the physical like I love drawing by hand on paper and making mistakes mm. and then having to redo it but I've recently bought myself a tablet where I draw on the tablet yeah. as a screen so I've, I've even done it myself and I <laughs> thought about it the other day I was like oh now I'm not I'm now like going another step mm. in the wrong direction in my mind because I'm I, I'm losing, you know, the original creativity that why I like doing to start with. Yeah, but then maybe you, if you kind of, oh, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I suppose as an illustrator, it's often quite difficult to, um, kind of balance the two, like personal work and work for clients. Mm. Like maybe that just means that when you're doing work that's for fun you just do that on paper and that is yeah. your way to kind of divide them yeah but yeah in my head that I went work for fun <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't do that you know you like creating stuff I mean yeah. I yeah I had a sudden realization the other day that I just don't create anything for fun anymore no. at all and it's awful and I like describe myself as a creative person and I do <laughs> I don't do anything creative it's terrible it is bad it is really bad but I've I think I don't know if you feel like this but I've got into a mindset where I'm like if I'm not making it and it's making me money why am I doing it oh. and that's terrible yeah it's so bad and it's just uh, yeah you get to a point where it's like oh am I going to draw this and am I going to gain anything from it 
money-wise? Yeah. And if not, why am I doing it? And, and that's 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 terrible way to think. Yeah. I, and when personally. something that was your passion becomes your in your you know your main income, mm. I think that is so difficult, isn't it? Figuring that out. Maybe you need to find some other way to be creative. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. I'm the queen of personal projects. (laughs) 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 I just started a daily drawing challenge. And in the morning, I, if I don't draw something for myself every day, I get really grumpy. At least Monday to Friday. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm really like, everyone just wants me for my time. And I can't, I have ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I, as soon as I wake up in the morning, I do deal with my coffee with a pen and paper on like Mm. lined paper because it feels like not, it doesn't feel like, oh yeah, I can scan this in. I'll, I'll use this. That's nice. That's a good way Um, to start your day. And I guess I, I started the drawing challenge, self-esteem and me. That's just Mm. all personal work. Um, But then how, like, how do you then navigate that because it's it's a personal project but you're also putting it up on instagram and then you get instant feedback on it <laughs> like isn't that really weird um, <laughs> like I've nice made... in a way but also kind of terrifying yeah. yeah i've made a list already before i even started it i was like okay i want to all the things i want to discuss and all the things i want to talk about mm. um and because I guess sometimes in the captions I'm asking people questions on the theme, that can make me also give me ideas. So if anything, it's only positive. But I am quite strict with myself. Like I post and I, I put my phone down. Yeah. Um, but I do scroll at night. Yeah. I scroll at I'm night. That's my night. problem. Mm. Yeah, I've just started turning my phone off at about 830 and it's amazing it's so nice you feel like a physical weight has been lifted when you turn your phone off yeah yeah I started doing that and getting better and better at it I it was funny because I haven't really done any personal work for myself and posted it on social media for a while and I did one the other day and someone was like oh you're back (laughs) I was like what (laughs) but I just like I just don't like doing it anymore but Natalie knows like how much I hate social media and I feel like when I draw I have to post because I want people to see I'm actually doing stuff and I want them to keep this is it it just gets into your brain doesn't it like you start questioning everything you're doing yeah it's very strange I yeah my relationship with social media is so up and down and I guess like I've I've never been someone who's like really into just posting like I don't show much of my actual life on Instagram ever um so it's a bit it's a bit weird so I'd kind of if I wasn't running the business I'd quite like to just get off it entirely but I actually do find it really helpful for finding contributors like I so often just find contributors through like hashtags or I'll see a post on Instagram and I'll ask somebody if they want to just expand on it for an issue um, and it's it has proved like a really good way of of doing it, and um, kind of does tie into my whole ethos in the first place to make a kind of paper alternative. Like a lot of it just stem from social media in the first place. Mm. And when you try and solve, I guess your own problems, because I do a lot of that with my own work. It's it's it comes from things I'm trying to work through. Yeah. That's when you know it it works because it's almost like inspired by your own 
yeah. like relationship. Yeah, exactly. And the issues are like that too, like the theme. So um, October's issue is all about clothing and like breaking up with fast fashion and giving people facts about, um, you know, where their clothes actually come from. And the reaction to that's been really interesting because like for pretty much every issue, I am learning along with everybody else. And it's been a really good tool for like self-development for me to read people's articles. Oh, I love that. I love that. Because that's the thing. I think maybe in my own echo chamber, it's like sometimes... I don't... How can I wear this? It's it's like... It's so much better to come at... Like, the way that we can have these conversations in a more constructive way is by, I guess, bringing more people in. And then that means that we're, mm. you know... Um, more I guess it's I'm just so aware that I'm just like in an echo chamber so I think I love the idea totally. of like you're learning as well and like I, mm. your readers can be learning as well mm. and bringing everyone in yeah and I found some like really great new people to follow and chat to and like made new friends out of it which is really not what I was expecting to be honest uh like today I did a live Instagram live today with um a guy Ashwin who was in Mumbai who I um interviewed for the snail mail issue and it's just like getting to know people like it like I never would have like chatted to a stranger in Mumbai about like sending postcards if it wasn't for this it's really it's really nice it's been a good way to kind of meet people and um broaden your horizons a bit as well do you have a favorite issue oh that is a good question (laughs) um I really enjoyed working on the clothing issue that I just did um and the one usually like the ones that I've most recently been working on um but the the one before that was all about film and video which I really loved because my whole like it says on the cover step away from your screens and procrastinate positively so it felt a bit weird to be like go and watch some tv (laughs) but equally um like I find for me watching a film is one of the best ways to like not look at my phone and I Mm -hmm. I interviewed a couple of um young filmmakers and it was it's just so much fun chatting to them. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I definitely use film as a way to, like, get away from my phone. Yeah. I'm such a big filmy. Like, I love films. Yeah, me too. Oh, I love that. Can you tell us what's in the next issue? Can you give us any... Uh, November's issue is all about books. So subscriptions for that are open until the end of October. Um, And loads of people have shared their, um, like, a book of 2020. That's something that's, like, um, had a big impact on them this year. And it was really interesting, actually. I was thinking, I wonder if I did it in November of the year before. I think people's um, answers would be really different. Like, there was a lot of non-fiction, a lot of books about race. And I'm sure... Like that wouldn't have been the case if I'd asked mm-hmm. that in in no in October two thousand nineteen. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And lots of I'm excited um, for that one. Yeah, we've got uh, an interview with an author, and one of my subscribers has done some interviews herself, which was a nice way to do it. And she's got an interview uh, three bookshop owners in South London. Yeah, Aww. that sounds great. I love that. Um, I'd love to come back to your Kickstarter that you mentioned uh, right at the beginning. Um, could you tell us a bit about um, the behind the scenes of how that was, as I know it was your first time doing something like that. <laughs> um, 
So tell us a bit about your campaign and uh, the lead up to it and um, where you are now. Yep, so um, I decided to do a two-week campaign because the thought of being, like, so active on social media for a month, like most Kickstarter campaigns, are just horrified me. Um, so it's a two-week campaign, um, and the book... It's something I really wanted to do for a really long... Well, I mean, it's been last Christmas, basically, I really wanted to do an annual, but I didn't really have the time or the mental capacity to do it um and I didn't plan to do it this year at all up until maybe um a month two months ago if that and then I was just like screw it like if I don't do it now I'm gonna have to wait another year um so put it together quite quickly um asked everybody for permission to reprint things that you know had they'd already contributed the hardest bit was picking um like two or three things out of each issue to put in because I (laughs) it would have been about 400 pages long (laughs) if I had my way at the beginning um but yeah as it stands it's 128 pages um and yeah I've just been making a few like extra bits for it so there's a board game in the covers that you can play and um a couple of other things so there's monthly prompts um so it's all split up into the months so there's you for everything other than November and December, you've got two issues worth of content in each month. And um, there's a playlist for each. And um, yeah, there are, there's a creative challenge to take you into 2021. And there are co- kind of prompts to implement the themes into your life um, for every month as well. Which was quite fun to do. Um, and the campaign, I mean, it's gone... A million times better than I expected because it got funded on its first day, but um, it was um, it was a it's been a very good lesson in believing in myself and in my product because I <laughs> everybody said to me maybe maybe your target should be a little bit higher, and clearly they were right because we're I think we're about one hundred and forty five percent funded at the moment so yeah it's been really great um, and the producing the video was probably the hardest bit of doing the kickstarter campaign <laughs> i made it i made a whole video showed it to my dad who used to work in advertising and showed it to uh, my boyfriend who works in film and tv and they were both like mm-hmm. i think you might need to redo this i was like sinking sinking in my desk chair like <laughs> and i looked really sad and really anxious which i was um so i kind of uh, hated them for about a day for being so honest to me <laughs> with me <laughs> and um then I went and redo it redid it so it probably took me about three days just to film three minutes of video but it was worth it in the end <laughs> filming video is hard it's like so it's not easy hard. people watch it and you have no idea how long it takes to oh record something and and like because I had to basically write a script and then you don't want to look like you're reading a script either it's not easy. And you want to look like you're really excited. My dad was, like, trying to direct me. I was like, oh, like, just over the phone. I was like, no. Like, I filmed all of it completely on my own, but then would wow. just send them video clips, and they'd be like, mm, this isn't quite right. <laughs> That's good you've got that support, though, and people <sighs> to, like, advise you. Yeah, I was so grateful for it. Very grateful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, there's so much to unpack there. I feel like you saying about like believing in yourself and your product and um I feel like it's it's something that 
so many creative people struggle with to believe in themselves and to value themselves and to walk forward with like their head up high um when doing things like this especially in the public eye it's like Mm. "Ah!" (laughs) do you have any advice for someone who is struggling to believe in themselves right now oh that's a good question (laughs) um I would say talk to other people like honestly just for me it's been so valuable to have a kind of community of people who understand what it's like to run a like run a business and work for yourself um especially if it is something creative it feels quite vulnerable um and just although (laughs) although I'm telling everybody to get off Instagram it's a very good place to meet other like-minded people and I've made you know some incredible friends that have crossed over into real life on Instagram and just like don't be afraid to reach out to other people um like I voice note with people on Instagram in Australia who I've never met before and you know it will just spur me on for the rest of the day and just having other people who who value what you do and they tell you that they value what they do is incredible um yeah so I don't know just um reach out to your community I guess yeah that's probably the best advice you could give honestly I every time someone asks me that question it's like what I say community yeah the people you know you feel like you can connect with or like-minded people it's it's a lifesaver mm. it really is yeah and it is possible to like I back in the day when I first got Instagram I I there are so many people who I now count as my friends who I used to like really look up to and would have never thought that we would we would like talk to each other one-on-one and it, all it you know all it took was it's not like I <laughs> I set out to like make them my best friend but, you know all it takes is just commenting on people's pictures and chatting to people in dms once in a while and it just happens naturally doesn't it yeah absolutely yeah I love that and I've met you know we I've met both of you through Instagram <laughs> and 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 sent you both of you many voice notes <laughs> <And vice laughs> <versa, struggling>. yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I love that. I mean, I think it's a thing that, I mean, I do a bit of coaching on my Patreon and it just is a thing that everyone mm. um, wants to build on. And they it's it's a hard thing because confidence comes with time. Yeah. And to take those first steps to have momentum, you just need a bit of bravery um, rather than confidence. And it's just a tricky one, I think, especially with women, especially with young people, mm. especially with this year. I think it's made, shaken a lot of people um, so I love that. Lean on to the friends around you. Um, if you if you don't have creative friends, you can always make some online. Yeah. That's what that can reach out to us. <laughs> yes, my DMs are open. <laughs> oh, it's been wonderful speaking to you. Oh, you too. Yeah, thank you for coming on. It's it's great to hear like how it's all going, and I'm so it's amazing that your Kickstarter did so well in the day. Like it's like so happy for you. That's amazing. Oh, and thank you hope everyone who listens to this goes and heads to your instagram checks you out um if people do want to find you what is your instagram uh so i have my own instagram which is at zabby allen and um at the procrastination paper as well great and the kickstarter how long does it go on for if anyone else it wants runs to back until it? the 5th of november at 8 a.m so not very Ooh. long if you're listening to this i suppose <laughs> 
So get yourself yeah. an annual, if you're, especially if you're trying to, you know, spend some time offline um, and procrastinate in a positive way. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to have. Oh, thank you. And yeah, well, thanks so much for talking to us. Thanks for having yeah, me. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. 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 Um, Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you everybody for listening to the TLC this week. Um, and thank you again, Zabby, for coming on. And uh, we will see you next week. See you next week. Woo. Bye. Bye. Yay. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. Okay. I'll just cut the so I was just staring at Venus. Okay, sorry. Should I try that again? Um, I can just cut that bit out. That's fine. thank you so much for listening to this episode of the trc podcast there'll be all the links that we've mentioned and resources we've mentioned in the description plus more information if you like this podcast please share it with your friends share it on your socials this is a complete passion project from me myself and venus and we do it just because we think it's so important to have these conversations and share them in a public forum. So your support means the absolute world to us and keeps us going and keeps us doing this little side project. So thank you so much and we'll see you next week.